All right, cool. Here we are. We've assembled. How's everybody feel? Fair enough. All right. Did, did nothing today. Feel like you did nothing today? Yeah, because it's Wednesday and like we have a thousand meetings on Wednesdays. <sighs> and now this. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Who wants to who wants to introduce us? Welcome to Hard AF Games, where we play the hardest games and never finish them. Except in this case, we did finish it. We played Celeste, and it took us forever. It's been like two weeks uh, since we last talked about it, and like two weeks since I beat it. Uh, I'm Owen Stranathan. With me is Anthony Barrera. Say hi, Anthony. Hey. A Danny Swan. Hey. And Tom Lynn. Hi. That's your last name, right? Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't sure if it was Ling or Lin. Pronounced the same. What's the no? They're not pronounced. There's a G in one. Yeah, there's a G, but it's, it sounds the same. It's called Lin. Tong Ling Ling. Can you t- can you tell Tom. the difference? Yeah, Tong Ling Ling. Ling Ling. Ling Ling. Ling. Whatever, man. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So we're talking about Celeste. Anthony, uh, starts off. What the hell is Celeste? I don't remember what we talked about before. <laughs> I don't remember either, but uh, just as a recap, Celeste is a platformer game, very similar to Meat Boy, if anyone's ever played that. And um, you go through playing various chapters of this uh, young girl who's just trying to climb a mountain. What's, what's this girl's name? Um, well, you can set any name you want, but um, I'm really boring, so I just let it as the default Madeline. Or you're canonically like accurate, you know. If they put the default in there because they want you, they want that to be her name, Madeline. Story writers were like, "This girl's name is Madeline." Yeah. Not Dick Butt Surfer seventy nine, which <laughs> is, is that what you named? No, but I just you know, there's always that guy who, when he's allowed to name his character, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. just makes it the, like the dumbest those, thing. Those you can think Pokemon of. games where yeah. you just call, call oh, what's your call name? Call your rival. Call your rival. <laughs> yeah, you get to name your rivals. <laughs> Right, so it's a platformer, similar to Meat Boy, you play as Madeline, and what's Madeline doing? So, um, spoilers, Madeline is climbing a mountain because she battles with depression, and she thinks that by climbing this mountain and getting to the top, she'll conquer all her inner demons. It's like a personal way for her to get over whatever the hell's going on in her life. She, like, broke up with someone, right? That's that's I what I got. So. I think she... She... Feel, she f- feels incapable, so she wanted this achievement to, like, tell herself that she could do something. And she struggles with anxiety um, quite a bit. Yeah. And that manifests into she had that her panic attack, right? negative self. Uh, or, well, it manifests into, like, a kind of actually physical negative self who is battling. Because... <laughs> You you never heard? No, is that what you call her, Badlin? I'm pretty sure she's called Badlin because she's bad Madeline. Yeah, she's <laughs> bad. She's I think that's up. that's just a fan name. Oh, but, uh, might I see, be. Just I like see. the Drifter's name is the Drifter, but not really because he doesn't have a name exactly. Badlin. I'm sure the they internally referred to her as something. Dude, I would call her Badlin. It's a great name. Yeah. yeah. But no, the reason I think she broke up with someone, right? All right, hear me out. Here's my big conspiracy, right? Game theory. All right, beginning of. The end of the second chapter, right? Mm-hmm. 
after the whole like crazy fever dream where you're running away from battling, you're on the phone, and it's like some man who you can't see his face, right? Yeah. And he's kind of being sort of abusive to her, verbally, right? He's not being nice to her, even though she's like in a really bad place. Then, later, you find out that she has this problem where she's always trying to help people who are beyond her help. She's got like a helping problem. And she's overly hard on herself. So I think she has a bad boy problem. She doesn't know how to say no. She was dating a guy who was kind of abusive. Not necessarily physically, but like emotionally abusive. Finally got out of that really bad relationship and is now doing this to like prove to herself that she can like take care of herself and doesn't need this like constant affirmation of being a good person. It could... I mean, that could also just very well be her dad if they're not being specific. True. Because exactly. she does, like, call her mom, but they don't mention, like, anything about yeah. the father figure. But also the story's, I think, intentionally a little bit light, which is good. Because if it was too much story, it would take away from the fact that this is, like, the best platformer I've played in my life. <laughs> so, alright. So, that's a good introduction. Let's, what, what do you think of the game, Anthony? I think the game is great. Like, um, everything is balanced really well. I, I've said this last podcast, but... Um, uh, the gameplay mechanics are there. Everything feels tight, and and uh, this just if if you die, it's your fault. Yeah, and you die a fucking lot. Yeah, <laughs> I think I'm at like twenty twenty five hundred deaths or something, which is ridiculous. It's no, uh, I forgot about the thing. I think I died a thousand times on the third chapter. <laughs> wow, that's but a lot. I've improved a lot, or it was like nine hundred or something, but. Then the B-side for the second chapter, which I just beat, which was so much harder. I only died 500 times. So just like... by only by, by having gotten to that point, I just improved 400 deaths. You know? <laughs> On the harder mode, too. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, now the game, my opinion is that it's the best, the best platformer I've ever, I've ever played. I mean, best 2D side-scrolling platformer. That is also an indie game. That is also an indie game. Yeah, I mean, I, haven't, I never Do really you- played the original Mario's that much. Oh, so I was gonna I, ask, like, do do you? How do you think it compares to like a more classic staple like Mario? Yeah, so like I was never super into two D platformers because I never really played them as a kid. So this really opened it up for me. But uh, yeah, so now I'm gonna have to go play a lot of those platformers that I missed in my life. Well, I don't think there's a lot of platformers like Celeste other than Meat Boy and. I, that's the only one I can Mario is a platformer, and I just never really got into Mario. Cause yeah, but when I was a kid, I had Mario sixty four, and then Mario Sunshine. Yeah, Mario isn't like a like this is kind of like both puzzle and like yeah timing. That's my favorite part. It's like it's not just like reflexes and timing. It's like how do you clear this room? You know, because mm-hmm. you can know one part and be bad at the other, and you can't get through that room unless you mm-hmm. have both. Yeah, exactly. Which is frustrating when, like, you're playing on a Switch and the Joy-Con doesn't have, like, the locking thing. So you fuck up the joystick direction constantly. And then you start daydreaming about, like, hacking a GameCube controller to work on a Switch. (laughs) Which I did. Uh, Alright, so Danny, what did you think of the game? Hold on, hold on. Oh, you're not done? You got a GameCube controller to work on your Switch? No, but I'm fantasizing about the possibility... Because what if you took a... Alright, so here's my thing. I talked to Danny about this at lunch. What if you took a GameCube controller, right? Just any old GameCube controller, like one of the plug-in ones, or one of the purple or black ones. Take it apart completely. Take out the electronic guts. Get a Pro Controller that works on a Switch. Take the guts out of that, 
shove it in the GameCube controller, do the, you know, the wiring up, which you can do, <laughs> and then see if it works. And then it should wirelessly connect, right? I would Pro imagine that there's Bluetooth. just like a, a receiver you could plug into the USB of a, like a Switch and just have it think that your GameCube controller is a Pro controller. Without taking it apart? But then you'd have to use yeah. a WaveBird. And the know. one thing I really hated about the WaveBird is it's got like a big brick in the middle. It's the original wireless controller. Nintendo did wireless. They do everything first. They just don't do it in a way that like is mass marketable or something. I don't know. But the WaveBird has that big brick. I want like... You guys remember the GameCube. The GameCube had the best controller. Yeah, but the Switch has more buttons than the GameCube, so... Just the Z. Key. You also and can't... Yeah, well, the, you the can't press key. in on the, uh, well, the an the trigger is analog on a GameCube, right? And then on a Switch, it's just uh, on and off. Is it? I'm I don't know what's sure. the difference between being analog and on and off. Um, I guess going from one way to the other, it's not uh, important. But if you wanted to put a GameCube game on the Switch, it would matter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like Star Fox, you could, like, control how much you tilt by just pressing, like, you can press the button halfway and you'll tilt trigger. halfway. Yeah. Mm. I do remember the triggers being... That's why they feel kind of like clicky, I guess, because they're like a... Yeah, they're spongy they and then they click. Yeah. yeah, they have a mid state and then they have like a, a pressed state. I feel state. like you could... You could just say, uh, you know, it, you have to click it. You'd have to write some kind of... Yeah, it would, it would be a little project, but... You, it would be interesting. I'm curious why Celeste lets you even have like a like it doesn't completely snap to an eight direction like why does it let you have that kind of little variance it only has eight the, directions which is why that keeps happening order. right so like um i would imagine they do some internal checking where like if you're within a certain error margin of one of the eight directions you're going whichever direction you're closest to which is why sometimes i will because I'm not looking at my controller while I'm playing, right? I will feel like I'm pressing directly over or directly diagonally up, but I'm just a little bit off, and that little bit is enough to put me close enough to the one I don't want, you know? And then I wind up, like, boosting into some spikes instead of going straight up. Yeah, I you don't know? have that issue. Yeah, because you're on the keyboard. <laughs> yeah, of course. But no, that, that was a complete tangent. I just, I love the GameCube so much, and I, <laughs> I think about things I can do with GameCubes. Uh, moving on... <laughs> Right, so Danny, thoughts on like your personal? If someone came up to you, a little kid, not a little kid because a little kid can't handle this game. <laughs> uh, someone who's a really loving gamer, and they come up and be like, "Oh, should I play this game?" What do you tell them? Um, I would ask myself like, "Is this a game for everyone?" And part of me really it, it wants to say, "Yeah." Um, and then part of me uh, wants to stick to my gut where it's like it has that kind of trial and error gameplay which I know can frustrate people yeah um, and it, it actually like plays on that kind of perseverance uh, both as that's a, the whole a point theme of the game. and the storytelling so like the, the, the gameplay and the story synthesize perfectly because you're climbing a mountain it's like keep going keep going you can do it even though you keep failing yeah and then literally that's what you have to do in real life with the game which I think is great. Yeah, they use the persistence uh, both with the gameplay and the storytelling, which yeah. is really interesting how they merge kind of just like the player with the narrative because mm -hmm. they keep it open enough that like 
it you, you don't just tell the character that like their strife is difficult. It's difficult for you. Oh yeah. You're like you're very aware of how hard this is for you to do. So they yeah. don't have to be like Oh, you badass climbing that mountain. You're like, I am a badass. I just cleared that level. And I literally put my fists in the air in excitement because I did. Yeah, yeah and that's what that's what it feels like. Um, it's, it has a lot of charm. It has pretty good music. Uh, I don't know. It's one of those games that would come out of like left field and just surprise you. Yeah, I was definitely... I was excited about it when we decided to play the game, because I heard a lot of good things, but I was a little worried I wouldn't like it, because I've traditionally not been drawn to platformers, but I'm extremely happy that we played this game. What about you, Tom? How'd you feel about it? I like it. Uh, I haven't played much of platformer, to be honest, like probably Mario and classic stuff like that, Yoshi, something like that, but this is probably like, one of my favorite platformers out there. I feel like I really like this... Um, that add on to what you guys said, storyline, plots, it dives really deep into like, how character development works. Yeah. Compared to Hyper Light Drifter, where there's no character development oh, whatsoever. Okay. <laughs> apparently, that, apparently there is like, oh, there is a, there is. This is theory, yeah. There's something theory. about that game, like if you just commit to it. If you yeah. look hard enough, and, and you have stuff for it. And them. you love it enough, yeah. it's good, but... As just like jumping in, it doesn't it doesn't hook me the way it needs to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but so that we talked about that point. game already. <laughs> yeah, I just bring it up, just bring, uh, comparing. But that game has enough like scratching the surface of depressions where you mm-hmm. can get a really like a look at how depression feels. Yeah. So that was, I think that's a good plus, and also the game gameplay wise is pretty solid. Design at each stage there's like something new always. Yeah. Once you finish this stage, next stage is completely different. Has a little, you know, kind of offset that you have to get used to before you can get fully committed to the level. And uh, yeah, probably I died the most on uh, stage three. Just the fucking, hotel. The yeah, hotel yeah. part, I probably died like 400 times. Just clearing yeah. on one first go. More than, less than half of the amount of times <laughs> I've died. This is a lot about me yeah, as a yeah, gamer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh... Other than that, is this? I don't feel like this game is good for. I don't, I don't know, cause I I had my little brother who was mm-hmm. uh, he's like thirteen ish. He tried the game, and he was trying to get strawberries, and he was desperate. Like, <laughs> how can I jump to that strawberry? So I'm not. I'm. I'm not, I don't think this game is uh, suited for everyone, but it depends if you're like um, a collector or so. Like, if you don't want, if you don't want to go for all the strawberries, you just want to clear the level. I think you're doable. Given mm-hmm. like amount of time, but if you want to be really collectible, you want to get all the strawberries yeah. and all the hearts and all that stuff. Then it's gonna take a while. Yeah. And one thing I I found really challenging was finding out the hearts or like the secret collective. Yeah, it's really hard. But I really love that. I love that like it's a it's a uh, kind of single dimensional game in that it's a platformer. Yeah, yeah. So there isn't a whole lot of room. Like, did you guys play Fez? I think I brought this up last time. Fez has all these, like, hidden... We should probably play that game. It's a great game. It's, like, it's got all these, like, hidden puzzles and little collectibles and things that you would just never guess because, like, this guy was just... Spent a million years making it. But, like, there's just all these little secret gems that you only find, like, in the game, right? And the blue hearts are sort of how they sneak that in there and so that's right? Yeah, yeah, but in a way... Uh, to be honest, if without the guy, without looking out 
looking up online, I would never mm-hmm. figure out the blue hearts, to be honest. Yeah, you could definitely play through the entire game and never see a blue heart. Yeah. Yeah, I know that, like, the first stage. I'm not sure. I think there there is just maybe, like, a few moments where they'll put a puzzle next to, like, a heart like that. Well, like, there's one, right? The one on the second stage, on the second chapter, it's at the very beginning. Uh, Actually, it's at the very end. So you get through the level completely, and then at the end, when you wake up from the dream... And then there's just like that little playground where there's actually nothing for you to do, but sort of zip around and talk to Theo again. Mm-hmm. Um, after you talk to Theo, if you go up again, there's just in the corner of the screen, like in pure black, like you have to just make a leap of faith into like you're definitely going to fall. And then you'll transition screens and then that gives you another boost and then you can jump up to this place and then the, you just have to keep climbing for a long time. There's yeah. nothing there. You just keep climbing. And then there's a uh, crystal heart there, but it's like locked up. And then there's a little book you can read that says, uh, when awake, my heart is a stone, mm-hmm. but when dreaming, I'm vulnerable. Yeah. Which means you have to go back to the beginning of the level when you're still in the dream and try to get it then, at the very beginning. Yeah. You, know, I you say that like if it's obvious, but you kind of have to like, like cheat the game by getting those free boosts by changing No, you don't have to... You- no, no, to get to th- it no in the beginning puzzle. of the level, you do. You don't. Really? I got I got to a lot cheap. Well, you, it, but that's you, not a cheap boost. That's like a mechanic. They yeah, thought a mechanic about it. Within the game. No, that's the only place where you get a free boost by changing screens. I mean, uh, really? it'll happen. I mean, it'll happen everywhere else. But this is the only place where you need to like take advantage of that. Yeah, it's the only place in the game that I've experienced where you actually have to use it to get it. But apparently, you can't, yeah. don't have to use it according to Tom. No, no, no. You have to use the change screen. But I'm yeah. saying you don't. You don't have to. People say that. You, you have to use the assist mode to change to jump to two or something like that. Yeah. But you can do it with just yeah. They can the they, when they design the puzzle, they definitely consider that, which I think makes it really cool. I think all the puzzles are designed to like. Be it's not. It's not like this easy. You yeah. gotta think. You gotta think, and then yeah. you gotta try out stuff, and then you can like the first for the first stage. This satellite. I know something is gonna be there, but I just cannot figure out what it was. Probably something to do the birds, and then something to do the lights. If I spend, if I follow them, yeah, yeah and the twenty hours on it, I can't figure. But I wanna do that. Yeah, that I would say that was the only one where it pretty cryptic, right? Not cryptic, but the only one where it actually gives you everything you need to solve it without having yeah. to go online. Besides, yeah. besides, I the think one the second chapters, chapter gives so. you everything you need. No, because you don't. How are you supposed to know to get to all the way up there by dashing? You well, know like, that. So you know when you get through the level, right? You wake up and you're back at the campfire, and then you go straight up. You sort of go around about, but you wind up going directly above where you are at the campfire, and you find that there's a crystal heart there. And it, if you solve the riddle, you know, okay, well, I have to go back to the dream world. And then you know, okay, well, it's not going to be at the end of the level. It's going to be right where I was. I don't know. I, I played through that level like two or three times, and I never found out how to get to the heart until I looked it up. Yeah. So I never saw it. I but like I, the only reason I knew you could do the screen jump thing is because I watched a speed run where the guy was using that to speed run faster. Yeah, I feel like those kind of mecha- <laughs> there's a few mechanics that are just unspoken or very rarely touched upon mm-hmm. that I feel like, like that screen jumping one. It feels like something that like they discovered as a bug and then they're like, hey, we can That's, actually yeah. use this, which I don't really think. I mean, I think it's clever if they had treated it like it was clever, but. No, I think, like, a lot of games, the unintentional features sometimes are the best ones, you know? Like, whenever a, a, a game has a huge, like, competitive scene, 
any competitive game, there's always like bug exploits that add a, a like a, a dimension of complexity and skill. And then those become like the most beloved parts of the game, you know what I mean? But it's like asking someone to solve a puzzle and then not giving them the pieces to do so or hiding something. Sure, but there's also no, there wasn't like a contract when you bought it that said you're definitely going to be able to beat this game. You know? Well, I think that's kind of... And also, it's not like, it's not like the developers are like, hey, it's there. The fact that it's online means someone figured it out. So it's not impossible either. I feel like none of us are, like, avid puzzle solvers. We're not, like, the kind of people who really devour riddles and, and like, problems. Yeah. You know? We just... We, we solve problems very uh, uh, quick and dirty, you know? <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like a good, uh, a good like, kind of design for that would give you everything that you need within the game and so that you don't have to look for, like... Yeah. Some kind of online reference. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, there, there's good puzzle design, there's okay puzzle design, there's bad puzzle design. I would put this very firmly in okay. Because good puzzle design should give you everything you need, but then use, like, clever ways of designing the puzzle to mislead you into thinking the wrong thing. And then when you realize the right thing, it's very obvious, and you get that really satisfying, ah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, have you guys ever heard of Mark Brown? He's a YouTube... Um, content creator he makes this game this channel called uh game makers toolkit where he just does a lot of analysis of like video games and i just watched one about puzzle making where he he goes into depth into that uh the misdirection mechanic of puzzling where then you you have all these ways of solving and you you kind of ramp up in complexity and then you get to this one where like you immediately think oh i've done this before and then you do it and then that puts you into a pitfall like the the game the puzzle designer leads you into thinking the wrong thing so that you can be stumped and think about the right thing to do. Hmm. But I would I would say that this whole like, oh you gotta use the screen boost, that's not really a misdirection, that's more of like a hidden mechanic. So yeah. it's not it's not the best puzzle design, but it's also not the worst. Did you find out the mechanic where like if you hit the jump and dash you told me at about the same that. time? Yeah, it did. yeah. I didn't figure it oh, out. Okay. And I didn't see the purpose when I was just trying to play through the storyline, because like you don't need it for that. Yeah. Then when you get into like trying to get B-sides all the collectibles, and, and the B sides, you do need it. Do you? Yeah. Well, I don't know about the B sides. Like the one B side that I played, the chapter two B side, the whole like boosting out of like the space bubbles, and then pressing the jump button as you're coming out, and that giving you an extra boost. Yeah. That was like the main mechanic to that. And uh, there's there's like C sides to this too, right? So I hear. How, I, none of us have encountered them. So how crazy does this get? I don't know, but that's what I love about it. Like, it's a $20 game, right? It's like... The speedrunner beat it in 45 minutes, so it's maybe like a four-hour game for a normal person. Wait, you're telling yeah. me that you beat the whole thing with strawberries? Before <laughs> no, 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 no. No, oh. just play through. Oh, play through. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 45... Any, like, any percent completion? 43-minute uh, play through. Yeah, just like from start of the game to peak of the mountain. Yeah. Or credits. Okay. Yeah. So, but no, there's just so much game in this game that I'm just really impressed by. And we were talking about accessibility before. That's another thing that I think they did really well. This whole um, adding an accessibility mode where if it's too hard for you, you can change the settings. Mm. But they tell you, like, don't. (laughs) Yeah, they have pretty good reason to warn you not to. It diminishes diminishes a lot of the 
the design. themes and like the yeah. and they put the so substance. much effort into like designing these levels with the difficulty as like a core feature you know so if you go and change the difficulty they just they really want to ward off people who would just change it just to change it you know? yeah. well it really is meant to have like a the difficulty is meant to be like an emotional impact exactly so like that's why they they kind of like they really want people to play yeah, like, it as designed did anyone here have a fuck yes moment like when they beat a level that was really kicking their ass yeah like most levels I only died about a hundred times but then the final chapter I was stuck in at the ninth flag right yeah, the ninth flag where it's like we have to go over, up, over, up, over, up. Oh my god! I probably, died, that one? <laughs> I probably died like six hundred times there. Yeah, damn. I died so many times. I'm that. I'm that flag alone. I probably yeah. It probably took me like two days to get through that one. Oh yeah, yeah that one kicked my ass too. I took me like probably one night, like one hour or so. I did it on the train, both because you only played on the train. I only played. Yeah, I did it on the train to work, one day on the train back that same day. All night that same day, and then I got it on the train to work the next day. <laughs> <laughs> just that one flag. Just that one flag. Yeah, that one was hard. Yeah. I was stuck to it. Oh. No, but the last Fuck night, my, my biggest... No, because when I beat that one, right, I was so... My brain was so fried, because it was... Literally, when I play that game and I'm stuck on a thing, I just do, okay, I fucked up, okay, I fucked up, okay, I fucked up. Just keep going, just keep going. You know, because they just restart it. You don't yeah. have to do anything, right? There's no disconnect. You just do it, you fuck up, you do it again. Keep going, keep going, keep going. I love that. But like, your brain just sort of turns off and it just becomes muscle memory, right? You fuck up, you think for half a second about how you need to correct, and then you do it again. And it's just like, get the pattern perfect, you know? So when I beat that one, it wasn't like a fuck yes, it was like a, okay, cool, what's next? <laughs> but last night I beat that B-side and I got that little fucking red heart. I don't know what the red heart's for. I didn't, it had no value to me other than that it was like the item I get at the end of the B-side and it played cool like music at the end. But I literally, my wife was working and I like put down the controller because it was playing on the monitor and just went like, just like screamed. It was just so excited. <laughs> and she's like, what, what does that mean? I was like, I don't know. And she's like, wow, that must be a really good game if that's your reaction. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now that you mentioned that you don't know what those red hearts are for, so... After you beat the game, there's a final chapter that takes place one year after the end of the game. And well, the first time you play it, you need, it turns out you need four hearts. Yeah. So you go back to like four, four blue, blue hearts. hearts. Yeah. Alright, I don't know if they need to be blue, but you need to go get them. And that'll unlock chapter eight. Then once you get B-side of that chapter, if you go in, you're gonna, you see you need maybe like 20 hearts. So that means you probably need to collect every blue heart and every All the collectibles, heart. probably. There's, right. a, there's a bonus fuck. chapter to the bonus chapter? Well, there's a well, B-side to the bonus chapter. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. And the B-sides are not short levels. So if you watch that GDC talk from Matt Thompson, I want to say, the lead designer. Um, I don't remember his name. Look it up, Penny. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure you got it. Matt, Matt Thompson, I think. So he gave a GDC talk last year. Yeah, G- Matt Tornson. Tornson. GDC 2017, he was talking about level design. I didn't watch the whole thing, but at the beginning, he said that they had like two or three hundred levels and they were going to stop at like 500. And levels being like uh, stages. windows. Yeah. Because if you play like the Pico 8 game, those are very clearly levels. Yeah. You know? And I like how at the end, they go back to that. Like if you play the Pico 8 game in the third chapter and then the very last chapter where as you go up, it, sh- it shows your altitude as you go back up, because you have to climb through everything again. It, that was cool. I thought that was cool. Like, this is where we started. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, but the so, but the but the thing that really think the the hook is so like heavy and and like immediate, right? Like they always talk about hooks in a game, like what keeps the gamer playing. Like literally, they just give you four mechanics, right? Like jump, two mechanics: jump, dash. That's it. And climb. Jump, dash, climb. So three, yeah. Jump, dash, and climb, climb. And and wall jump. jump. So four. Yeah. I was right. Four mechanics: jump, dash, climb, wall jump. Right. Well, in combination of other yeah, they give they just give you that, and then they give you this little area, and they say, "Okay, go," and then that would be okay, but it would be super easy to be like, "Okay, I don't know why I'm doing this. I don't care." And then they put the fucking strawberry up there <laughs> on the first stage of the first chapter, second yeah, the first chapter, and they're like, "Yeah, there's a str- it's it's glowing, it looks delicious, it's it's floating inexplicably, and it's just out of reach." They and, came and you back to, to that strawberry in the end. She made the strawberry yeah, cake. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh my god. <laughs> strawberry pie that wasn't so good apparently. Yeah, the pie. Right, oh, yeah. My strawberry pie was good. I don't know what you're saying about that. No, I'm pretty sure the script is that he said he's had worse pies, which means that it wasn't yeah. It wasn't great, it wasn't bad. They, they say, I've certainly had worse. Exactly. And then and they I, all laughed. I, I held my fist and clenched it and I was like, <laughs> how dare you? Fuck you, yo. Well, I remember... Um, in a in an interview with Nintendo Power, they said like, uh, "Oh, we don't want to put too much emphasis and guilt the player into getting the strawberries." And I'm like, "Oh, but they do. They do. Like they." But do. no, they don't guilt you. They somehow they just make it so enticing. That's like part of the hook. Like, like it's like, oh, here's all these mechanics. Here's this cool world to play in. But look, <laughs> keep going, play. <laughs> Maybe it's Get my the strawberries. Fun. Climb the mountain. You know. I think I have one strawberry that I just just gave up. Fear of missing strawberry. No, yeah. there are some strawberries. Like I'm, so I'm going back through. Uh-huh. I'm playing the B sides and I'm getting all. So I get all the strawberries in the, the A side. Then I play the B side, and then I move on. Uh, so I just finished chapter two completely, and now I'm on chapter three. Chapter three is the hardest chapter for me, and I remember playing it the first time. There were some strawberries that I just straight up gave up on because I had no clue how to get it. Because the thing that pissed me off most about chapter three is. Like, they let you land somewhere, but then you can't go back. So you have to figure out, like, the path. You have to go through the same area twice, but you have to do it in a pattern that works. You know? That one that one was hard. You just gotta, like, step in one spot, make sure there's space for another yep. landing. It's like the first time where it's like, if you want to do this, you have to do it absolutely perfectly. Yeah, there's no room for, like, adjustment. Yeah, there's no kind of error margin at all. Yeah. yeah, I know there's one part of Australia where... Let's see if you guys remember. There's a huge block in the bottom, two rows of spikes. You gotta jump those blocks, take it, jump here, and then over here is two kind of columns. Supposedly you could use the right to get, but on the left there's a strawberry right in the middle. So you gotta you gotta jump off the block. Which chapter is it? It's like in the later chapter, chapters. I, I think was. Was it the windy one or the temple? It's on a valley one. Where has it? Where the wind? With the wind? There's no wind in that. The feather one? Or you? Not the feather. But it's probably in the later chapter or near the end, mm-hmm. where they had to. I had to use that block to first jump off, get get the block, jump off. You uh got the the little thing and then double jump and grab onto this thing so they can jump on it again. I just cannot do it. Mm. I don't. I don't think you guys remember. I don't remember. There were too many. There were it's so also hard to describe, like, 
yeah. with words. But yeah, there's a lot of strawberries. How many do you have, Anthony? Uh, I can go leave the room and count, but uh, I don't remember. I, I got I pretty much got every strawberry except for like one or two in each level. Wow, really? So you've got a lot. Let me check. I think I, I took a picture of it. I think I only have 112 or 13 right now. So good that I took a picture. Danny? I, I was told not to worry about them, so I, <laughs> I, when I, I would get it. But they did I say thought, it'll only impress your friends. So this literally is just bragging rights. I didn't, I didn't really want to care about that, or else I would have gone insane. Mm. Did, did your pie have any strawberries at all? <laughs> yes, it did. It had It had an okay amount. Like, I, if it's I saw it and I was like, hey, I think I can do that. I will do that. Yeah. But if it's like, if it starts to frustrate me, I'll be like, it's not, it's, yeah. it's meant to be fun. I don't want it to frustrate yeah. me. Yeah, this is the... F- I don't know, something's changed in my life. Like, I used to get really frustrated at super hard games, but now it feels very, it's, it's totally therapeutic for me. Like, when I sit around and, like, bang my head against the keyboard all day trying to make some bullshit work on an iPhone, and then I come home and I play an extremely hard video game, somehow the fact that I can't do this, make these pixels move the way I want them, relaxes me. <laughs> <laughs> that's good, that's good. Yeah. I, I think it's one of the summit that where I can get this job. So in total, when I first finished the game, I got 132 strawberries, Damn. 2,500 deaths. I got more deaths than you. I don't know how many deaths I have. I got probably spent like 12 hours on this first one. And I went back and I went to the first four stages of strawberries and hearts. So I got like 150-ish. Yeah. yeah. The other day I tried to go finish Mario Odyssey. No. And I was just like, I just want to keep playing Celeste. Yeah, Odyssey is not... It's so slow now in comparison. It's, yeah, it's slow, and then there's like a thousand moons. I don't even know. Oh, there's it's no way I'm going to keep collecting moons. I might play Balloon World, but... Balloon World, you can have moons forever. It's just endless. It's just balloons, though. It's not... It's endless. Yeah, you just go find people's balloons. Well, you get money, and then you buy costumes. That, that they release, like, every week or something, right? Something like that. Yeah. How far did you guys go in service? Because I, I, I went... Alright, so for me, I went to chapter the last chapter. I collected four blue hearts and I kind of just stopped there. I have four blue hearts. I have like three red hearts, I think. And I still need... So you beat a couple of B-sides then? Yeah. yeah. I have two blue hearts, one red heart, 112 strawberries. I haven't gained access to the bonus level yet. Hmm. I'm still playing though. You still playing? Yeah, because I love it so much. What are you doing? Uh, I beat the main story. I'm pretty sure I did at least one B sides. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when I when I got to like the eighth chapter, um, and they're like, I don't know. Could get some hearts. Yeah, I, I didn't really feel inclined to go any further. But yeah, it was it was it's, fun for what I played. It's fun to go. You should go back and play some of the levels to try to collect the trophies. Because like when I did the second level over. When I get to the chase sequence, uh, where Badalyn is chasing you, uh, I remember the first time like my heart was pounding and I felt very nervous and like, like fuck, I need to get, I need to be better at this video game. And this time it was more like, okay, where are the strawberries? Like I wasn't looking at what I was doing. I was looking around the periphery of the map for like breakable tiles, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> hidden pieces. Wait, so what exactly are B B track? I never B sets. They're yeah, just B-side. like bonus levels on each level. So, like, there's a part of every level where there's, like, a stage that has, like, blue and red 
you've you've unlocked some yeah, of the yeah. yeah. I, I so unlocked every, all of them, but I never played them. Yeah, so then you when you go back and you select climb and you go to that stage on the map, you can do the backpack, which is just the normal level, or you can flip over and do the B side, uh-huh. which is a harder version of the level. Harder version. So it's like the same mechanics that were dominant in the level, but like ramped up. Uh, I only played the second B side, second chapter B side, and it had a new mechanic, where if you didn't already know, you can boost through the the space bubbles and jump out. So I don't. Do they do that in every B side where they introduce like kind of a new, more advanced mechanic, or like combination of the core mechanics? No, not all the time. They just make it really, really hard. Yeah. Mm. I'm not, it's more like, I'm not like going back from every single was. stage is such that from the beginning of the stage to the exit of the stage, you can't touch the ground, <laughs> and you have to do it perfectly. Oh, damn. Yeah. All right, I see. I see. Nuts. Yeah, I'm going to finish my bio shop. Yeah. Like the very... And, and the second I was... <laughs> yeah, the second to the last stage on the B-side for the second chapter took me a very long time. I don't know if you remember, but it's one where there's that giant bubble in the middle, and you have to, like, boot... You have to boost back and forth to get the little uh, unlocky thingies. I don't know. It took me forever. I haven't done that one. No. <laughs> oh. <coughs> I just yeah. beat the windy level. <coughs> no, the windy level, I think I probably have the least strawberries on. Just because I kept... I was getting so frustrated because, like, the game is so tight and so smooth, but then when they add that, like, extra wind resistance mechanic, it just makes me feel clunky and... <laughs> Like, I can't get used it's to it. It's a nice side effect, though. Yeah. You gotta read. Like, every new stage, there's some side effects. Yeah. And there's... there's even in the later on, the later chapter, there's rain. The rain, like, kind of drag you down. Really? Yeah. I didn't notice that. When you climb to the summit, it's, like, sometimes it's raining. And you just can't... You don't jump as high, or it feels slow. I don't remember the rain being a problem for me. I, I remember I know, taking I, a long it time. It wasn't a problem, but I feel like just nice to have a little... Mm. Yeah, something new, even yeah. in the later game. It's a there's an amazing amount of game for what this game costs yeah. and what it is. It's just an impressive title. I was highly satisfied, and I'm glad we played it. <clears throat> cool. Did we talk enough about Celeste? Yes. Do you guys did. feel like we can move on with our lives on the Owlboy? I move on, right? Yeah. Not to Owlboy. I mean, like, put put Celeste down. I put the Celeste down. I'm like never gonna put Celeste down. I'm gonna keep playing. Uh, actually, so yeah, Owlboy. Owlboy's next. Initial thoughts? Um, it starts out slow, but it's it's looking promising. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I got some hardcore Cave Story vibes. I know you disagree, but Danny agrees. Yeah. You don't like Cave Story? No, I no, do. No, I like I, it. I'm just no, saying I'm I... Just, it feels I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying I get some Cave Story vibes. Yeah, it gives you that, that uh, kind of homegrown sensation of, like, charming characters... Yeah, like where like the only other game I've played where it's got like storytelling, like l- emphasis on NPCs and it's a side-scrolling platformer is Cave Story. You know what I mean? Like there are other games like that, but I've not played any. Mm. And you shoot a gun. Yeah. Well, you oh, indirect. Master. You are responsible for you control the person shooting a gun. Yep. You you carry your little blaster man. Mm. Yeah. And he shoots for you. I. I hope that they expand that to like you have multiple people you can carry. Wait, I think I they, yeah, they I'm do. pretty sure they do. <laughs> like if you look at the the interface, they have slots open for it. Yeah, that's true. I like when you first get him right. It says you got your buddy, 
And it's like he's an item in your inventory. <laughs> and they go like, so you can he, swap all your body? Yeah, and they go like, he's bad at like rock and metal. And yeah. they're like, okay, then I guess that he's implies that someone there is. Exactly. What do you mean he's bad at rock and metal? So like his gun is not effective against so like metal. So in Owlboy, you are like this owl dude that can't talk. But you can carry people. Uh, you can't. The only attack you have is like a spin move that doesn't actually do any damage to anything. It stuns. Yeah, it knocks the helmet off the first boss. Uh, but yeah, so you have to carry other people that can do stuff. So the first guy you get is like your best friend. But when you get him, yeah. when you get him, it's like he goes in your inventory. It's very, like, okay, I own this guy now. I see. I see. Cool. All right. So until next time. When we speak of Owlboy... When? Well, we speak, I need to play the game. <laughs> I think we should try to play... Everybody just play as far as you can. I don't know the pacing of the game. I don't know how it's broken Yeah, me up. neither. It seems to be like a dungeon-based like, kind yeah. of game. Yeah, like Cave Story didn't have like clear no, stages I mean, either. It just keeps going, so... When should we talk about it next oh. week? Oh. So I can play... Are you done with volleyball? Are you sure? Yeah. Are you... This last week... Do you want to commit to that answer, or do you want to wait another week to see if you get invited <laughs> back? <laughs> They told me this is last week, so I think this is last Good. week. Okay. Cool. Are they paying you to sub in other people's games? No, he just loves to play play ball. It's free. Supposedly you're supposed to pay to be on the team, but in the later league, now people just don't come in where they need, like, four versus four, this is fucking boring. So they just, <laughs> just want, hey, you need come? Just come and play. So I come right. for one meeting and they come for another team. Before we put the last to bed, real quick, Anthony, buy, don't buy. Def- this is definitely a buy. Definitely a buy. At any price. Right? Uh, I wouldn't say at any price. Not for $100. Well, it's not going to go up. Right. So For his original price. Yeah, yeah. you could buy that at the original price. Yeah. yeah. $20. Yeah. Buy uh, Celeste. Yeah. Buy don't buy Danny. Yeah, buy it. Tom? Buy. Owen says buy. That's a four out of four. If it's up your alley, That's yeah. The- <laughs> oh, is that our rating system? Yeah, Hard AF Games gives it a four out of four. Fourth? For Wait, we did, we until, didn't do our until we have for, another for person join in. Hard delight. Hard delight. We can do our well, since this is a new thing. Let's retroactively apply our rating to to, to hard delight. I think it was hard delight. I'm pretty sure that um, I'd say. I think we it. did talk about it. We gave it like a like a at a certain price. What would you do? Free. At free, you would do it. So I would buy it for really. Free. So hyper life is it's not uh, that bad. So, play it when it's free. So that's a don't <laughs> buy from Anthony. Hyperlite, buy wait, wait, it's don't buy, but he will play. He's the one that don't buy and I won't play. I would not play. It's like how on PSN they give free games every month. Yeah. I just download them to have them, but I don't actually play them. So we need like, we need like a three-tier system, right? Like, there's four units, and then that unit can be like a half or a full or none, right? So I'm, you I'm give honest. it a half. You give it a half star. I give it no stars. I for me, I don't like this game at all. Okay, so. Danny, buy don't buy. Um, I give it uh, one Half star frog. means only played it for for free. <laughs> one frog. One frog out of none pizza left beef. Okay, um, I don't know what that means. <laughs> don't don't exactly. Uh, none pizza I, less beef. It's a good night. It, it like playing it for like a, a few nights. It was alright. I would yeah. buy it. I feel like. I mean, I did buy it, and then I forgot right. that I bought it. So buy. Yeah. Okay, Tom. For Hyperlight, we're going back in time now. Don't buy, but I will play. All right, so that's a half star. So we got one and a half stars. I give it. Uh, I don't want to be mean, but I also want to be honest. <laughs> so I think we're pretty unanimously not in love with that game. Yeah, I will give it. I will give it. Um, I will give it 
a three quarters of a star. You should. I would buy it at ten dollars or less. Wait, how many stars can we get? One star. Uh, so like half star means buy it at whatever price. The rating so, system no. needs a bit of work. All right, yeah. I would buy it. So, but at a cheap price with qualifications on that. So I give it a star. So we got two and a half stars for Hyperlight. Four out of four for Celeste. 10, which is a 10 out of 10 game, which means one frog <laughs> out of no, no pizza beef. What? <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's, uh, it's wait, a... wait, left beef, pizza, no cheese, right? Yeah, it's none pizza, left beef. It's a Oh, uh, there you go, yeah. None pizza, left beef. I yeah. laugh so hard at that meme. I don't, what is it? Can it's, you show it to me? It's a, it's kind Look of it like a, got an iPad. it's an example of like bad UX because like, I think it was Domino's or something. Oh, is that like, don't dead open inside? It lets you select the toppings, but you could disable all of the toppings. So the person ordered a pizza with no toppings, but beef on the left side. That's not bad UX design. That's just like total. Control. It's too much power. It's it's, it's, all it's the no power. longer a pizza. You can't do that. No pizza with beef on the side. Beef yes, on the it's side. absolutely chaotic. Wait, what kind of beef? Like the actual freaking it's, it's cow? Like, it was like. I think it was actual beef, but it looked like sausage in the picture. Oh. So wait, they just had a pizza box. It's like ground beef. With no pizza in it. <laughs> well, it had the bread. Okay. It had the No sauce, the no cheese. No so cheese, no sauce. So it was just no a sauce. cooked crust with a bunch of ground beef on half. Yes, that is exactly <laughs> what So what happened. they did, they wanted a cheeseburger pizza. So what they did was they ordered that. And then when they got it, they put mayonnaise on the side with nothing, lettuce, tomato, American cheese on the beef while it was still hot, and they folded it up. Just get a calzone or something. No, no, why no. Gotta, yeah. I gotta bend the system and make it cry. Was it from Domino's or what? <laughs> it was Domino's. Yeah, yeah, Domino's will let you do anything. At least pizza. they ordered a crust. Their app is amazing. Yeah, I get yes. a lot of Domino's. I've recently started going to Norbert's, which is a pizza nearby that Alex... Alright. Alright, anyway, alright, yeah. so... Is that three stars for Domino's? That's three stars for Domino's, four stars for Celeste, two and a half for Hyperlight Drifter. We'll see you next week with Owlboy. Give five stars on iTunes. <laughs> Fuck iTunes. And now, here's human music. Hmm. Human music. I like it. Alright. Welcome everyone once again to the fourth installment. Party up games. I like it. How's everybody feeling? Uh, really, really good. Totally not tired. Not tired? You're not tired, Danny? Not tired at all. I don't yeah, believe you. I'm really sleepy because I was up super late playing the greatest platformer ever. Uh, cool. So you guys, yeah. You guys want? You guys want to do the intro? Yeah, how do you do? <laughs> I don't want to do no, that. Danny Swan, yeah. Uh, Anthony Barrera, 
That's your name, right? <laughs> <laughs> and Tom Lin. Yeah. Or Ling. Or Lin. 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 Yeah. Tom Lin. And we all work together and we're gonna talk about a video game. This week, what did we do? We played fuck. <laughs> we played fuck. <laughs> no, I thought I muted my computer. This week we played what did we play? We played uh not Hyperlight, that was last week. We played Celeste. Which is a fucking really good game. And I really like it. Yeah, it's a good uh good suggestion. By by uh, some guy that works here. So good, he's just fucking walking around, telling everybody to start playing this game. 